Hashanah is a time when we coronate Hashem as our King. As we see in all the prayers of Hashanah, we ask Hashem again and again, be our King, reign over the entire world. In Kiddush also, we say to Hashem, Hashem, be our King, reign over the entire world. This is what um, Kabbalah is called Binin HaMalchus. Hashanah is a time of building the Sphiris HaMalchus, which means to cause Hashem to, to accept our request and decide to be our king. What does that mean? Chassidus gives an example of a human king. A human king who is meant to be a king, someone who is, who is fitting to be um, crowned by the people as their leader, someone who is incomparably greater than the people, and doesn't really have anything to do with them. He's on a whole different plane, a whole different level. So for him to decide he wants to be their king requires some convincing. And by the people accepting upon them, him as their king, that inspires him, their devotion to him is what makes him um, accept and, and, and leave his pedestal, which is way higher than everyone else, and to agree to connect with them and to lead them. Like we find by Shalom Elech. It says about Shalom Elech that everyone else in, the, in, in his time were, were only reached his shoulders. His shoulders are higher than the heads of the people. So this explains that not just he was physically taller than them, it also means that he was higher than them spiritually. His shoulders, are, shoulders physically are lower than your mind and higher than your heart. So shoulders represent a, um, you're not being objective, you're being subjective. It's not your mind, now you're, you're not being objective. It's, 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 it's not completely subjective, it's not, it's not your emotions, it's not your heart yet, but it's, it's something which is, as, as a result of your thinking, you reach a certain perspective and how, about how you feel how something should be. It's, it's something which is closer to being objective. So, shows subjectivity, Shoals' feelings about how things should be was more objective than everyone else's complete objectivity. It was everyone else trying to be objective using their minds couldn't come close to Shoals' perspective, which was more subjective. His subjectivity, his personal perspective on things was more truthful, with more honest, with more um, in sync with the truth than everyone else's personal perspective on things. That's the meaning of his shoulders being higher than the heads of the people. There was once a certain um, uh, disagreement between various institutions of the previous Rebbe. And one institution was, was um, taken care of by our Rebbe. So the previous Rebbe said that they should ask the Rebbe what to do. But the, but the other man was like, one second, the Rebbe is affected by this decision. Halacha says that you have to take into consideration uh, the fact that when a person makes a decision, even the Kohen Gadol, and how great they are, they, they, if, they're, if they're affected by the decision, they, 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 they're in the Geba Dover and they won't be able to make the correct decision. The previous ever said, by him is not possible the whole concept of the Geba Dover. There's no, no such thing as a self-interest for him. It doesn't exist. So that's what it says about Shalom. So for him to decide to accept the request of people to be their king, that required, that, that's something which was, um, which was lowering his stature, going, going beneath himself. And that's why they had to ask him to be their king. In a similar way, Arsha Shana, 
because Hashem is, this is true by a human king, how much more so, Takman Hashem, the king of all kings, who is beyond all creation. In order to, so to speak, convince Hashem to be a king, it's not something Hashem would, um, has, a, has a, so to speak, natural connection to. He's incomparably greater than the all of creation. It says in the Zohar, the Zohar says that um, there are um, uh, ten utterances with which God made the world. And the Zohar uses this expression, It's not the way of the king to talk about insignificant things. The, the ten utterances with which God made the world, those utterances for God are considered they're considered like idle chatter. Why does Hashem agree to do this? It's because He accepts our, our coronation and He agrees to be our king because of our heartfelt request Hashem accept, for Hashem to be our king. That's why Hashem lowers Himself, so to speak, and accepts to have, go into relationship with us and to be our king. And that's what we're meant to do Rosh Hashanah. That's what the whole day is about. That's the purpose of blowing shofar too. Shofar, says in the Gemara, Hashem says on Rosh Hashanah, we should recite verses about His sovereignty and verses about um, His remembrance. And it's all achieved through the shofar. What's the shofar about? Rosh Hashanah writes 10 reasons why we blow shofar. Reason number one, which not just reason number one as as a, you know, chronologically he mentions this first, but this means this is like the most important thing. What's the meaning of shofar? Just like when you coronate a king, you blow a trumpet, so to the meaning of the blowing of the shofar Shoshana is coronating Hashem as our king. That's, a, that's the essence of what blowing the shofar is about. So, in the beginning of creation, God decided himself, without us being here, nothing existed, I know Emlech, I want to be a king. However, he wants every year, in order for him to be coronated, he wants, he doesn't want to do this by his own decision. He wants us to be created, he wants us to be triggered by our request. That's what we say in Davening, or Shoshana, we say the words, this is the day of the beginning of your works. Doesn't make sense. Not the, the day of the beginning of Hashem's creation. The beginning of creation was 5,783 years ago. Why are you calling the day of the beginning of creation? Tchilas Masecha. Not the beginning. Creation hasn't happened such a long time ago. Why is it called Tchilas Masecha? So, and the end of the verse says the opposite. It says, It's only a remembrance of the first day. So if it's just a remembrance of the first day, then it's not the first day. So it's a remembrance. Another end of, so the, the, the two halves of the verse are a contradiction. First it says, this is the first day. This is Tchilas Masecha. This is the beginning of creation. And it's not. It's 5,783 years ago. And besides the fact that it's not accurate, it's it's um, it's a contradiction at the end of the verse, which says it's also a remembrance of the first day. The remembrance of the first day of creation. It's not the first day of creation. So Chassidus explains that the whole energy of the world is a product of God's desire to be a king. Because Hashem desired to be our king, that's why Hashem gives energy to the world. So His acceptance of our coronation every year is just for one year. The contract that He makes, He'll accept to be our king, is just for one year. And every year, the language of Chassidus, everything returns to the way it was originally. That means there's no longer any deal, there's no longer any decision to be our king, and 
Hashem, so to speak, reverts. Chassidus uses the analogy of a father hiding from his child, saying, "I don't want to be," a, and 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 a, a, or a worker doing something without any interest. He's just plowing along, putting one foot, one foot on the other, doesn't want to do it. So to the, the energy of the world, Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbe said those of luminous eyes can see that the energy in the world, Rosh Hashanah, is different. That's why it was such a serious time by our Rebbeim. It's, 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 so to speak, Hashem is, is it, the Rebbe actually said it once, it's something which is more than the first symptom. The first symptom was when Hashem hid his light completely, but Rosh Hashanah, before Hashem accepts our coronation, there's a withdrawal of pleasure and energy from every level. From every level there's a withdrawal. There's a complete withdrawal of Hashem's desire for creation. And Hashem makes it, wants to withdraw and to hide in order that we should look for Him and ask Him to be our King. So the question though is, how could our request mean anything to Him? If we're talking about Hashem as the King of the world, then He has relationship with us. So He has relationship with us, so then, okay, our request means something. We're, we're His people. But if we're talking about how Hashem has withdrawn from a desiring to be a king, and we're supposed to impact him, and he should agree to be our king, but he, he, he's incomparably greater than us. How is it possible that our request will mean anything? And that's why we say in the Brach Hashem Nesri, Hashem remembers the covenant. The reason why our request means something is because the covenant he made with us. What's the covenant? That's also why we read the Parshas of Sadam before Shoshana. Parshas of Sadam, the beginning of the Parsha is, you are standing here today. The Altar writes, what day is that? What day are we standing? We're standing together on Rosh Hashanah. Why are we standing on Rosh Hashanah? Make a covenant with Hashem. What's the meaning of the word covenant? So Rashi says that when there are two people make a covenant with each other, they take a calf or another animal, they cut it in half, and they put it on two sides, and they walk between the two halves of the, halves of the animal. Now, if the purpose of a covenant is to, to, is to connect and to pledge their allegiance to each other and pledge love to each other, what's the meaning of cutting it in half? Or walking between two halves of the animal? The opposite, the purpose is to connect. So the answer is, is there's two different kinds of connection. One connection could be that there are two people, they're separate from each other, and they promise to be connected to each other. So they're connected to each other, but how much are they connected to each other? They're connected to each other based on, on their promise to each other. It's, it's, it's only up, it's only as much as their promises, but they still remain two separate entities. They're not, they're not one. There's two separate people that, they're bound, that have become bound together by their promise. But then there's a scenario where these two people become literally like one. And that's the meaning of the covenant that Hashem makes the Jewish people it's not a covenant of two separate entities, but rather it's, 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 it's that Hashem and the Jewish people become one. And that's the meaning of the two halves of the calf. Just like the two halves of the calf are really two halves of one calf, although it looks like they've become separated, although, although it's, 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 there, there is a division, but what is the, what's really going on, that these two halves are really from the same calf. And so too, although a Jew comes in this world and looks like he's separate from Hashem, the meaning of the covenant with Hashem is that we are one with Hashem, that there's no real separation. A Jew and Hashem are one. And that's why Hashem's, our request of Hashem, that He should be our King, it means something to Him. Why does it mean something to Him? Because a Jew and is one with Hashem's essence. As Mzitsha Magad explains, there's a passage that says, Hashem says, make for me trumpets. Chatzot uh, Yitzrei. Mzitsha Magad says, 
Chatzitzurah comes from the word Chatzitzurah, half of a picture. Hashem without a Jew is only half a picture. So that's the meaning of the, the connection between the bracha of remembrances with the, the theme of Shoshana of crowning Hashem as our king. How is it possible that our request of Hashem should mean something that we ask Hashem to be our king? It's because of Zechrein, it's because of the covenant that Hashem made with us that we are, that He is, he, he is connected to us with this very essence, that a Jew and Hashem are one. That's where our incarnation means something. And that's why the Pasuk emphasizes you're standing here all together. From the wood shoppers, the water carriers, everyone together. All, all is one. Why is that important? Why before Shoshana is it so important to be together as one? The simple reason it says in the Talmud that just like if you have a twig, and the twig is by itself, you can break easily. If you put a bunch of twigs together and you bind them together, you can't break them so easily. But there's a deeper reason. The deeper reason is, oh, we are trying with our Shoshana to connect to our divine source, to how we are one with Hashem. Before the world existed, the Jewish people existed. As the Talmud says, Yisrael Kadman Le'elam. Jewish people existed before the world. Or as the Talmud says, Machshat and Yisrael Kadman Le'elam. God's thought about the Jewish people preceded everything. So Hashem's thought about us, Hashem's desire in us, is something that existed before the world existed, period. So that's our divine source. But as we are in this physical world, so then there's, there's division. You're one way, I'm another way, everyone has their own way of doing things, everyone has their own perspective, everyone has their own feelings. So if we are trying to make a request and reach God's essence, we have to do something in ourselves that is emblematic of our Jewish essence. We have to rise above the differences between us and unite. Because as long as I'm standing with my perspective and with my limitations, so then my, I'm not connecting to the essence of my soul. In order for me to connect to the essence of my soul, what that would mean would be to rise above differences between me and you. Because if I'm thinking of me as different than you, then I'm not connecting to the essence of my soul. In our essence, we're all one. The differences between us are only in the body. So if our request is to reach God's essence, so we also have to summon our own. And that's the meaning of Yitzavim, Hayen, Kuchim, standing all together, the tribes, the woodchoppers, the, the water carriers, all together as one. That's a emblematic of the, of the core of both people share. That's why this is so critical before Shoshana, this idea of unity in the language of Al-Tarebbe, to become like one. And this will give us some insight in the verse, the Jewish people had a king, when they gathered together. Uh, also means they gathered, the heads of the people gathered together. Al-Tarebbe says that the whole year, you know, your mind goes to all kinds of things and you don't, you don't pay attention necessarily to what's really important to you. To gather together all your thoughts and you think of what's really, really important to you. And therefore you're able to unite with other people and let go of the differences and become one and, and thereby to that your request should, uh, should be able to cause Hashem to lovingly want to be our king. And this explains also the idea of shofar. Shofar has many meanings. The Ramam says... Shofar is about tshuva. Rambam says, says in the in the, in the, um, the Rambam, what's the meaning of, of the shofar? Says the Rambam, 
Uri Yishem Mishinaschem sleepy. Those who are sleepy shall wake up from their sleep. And the Indomni Kitzar Naschem. Those who are dreary should wake up from their dreariness. Doctor Bressman, you feel that way, right? Nice, nice, long, long, long slichas last night. Baruch Hashem. Fifty-six. Her kitzu, Hashem. So Hashem with the shofar. Her kitzu, wake up. Chipsum masechem. Search your deeds. Zichu berachem. Remember your Creator. Bechizur b'tshum dutshu. That's the meaning of shofar. Shofar means according to Hashem is our king, but shofar also means to do tshuva. What's the true Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah, you're not allowed to say you sin. You know that? Rosh Hashanah, there's no mention of sin. You're not allowed to say, we skipped the first one. We've sinned before you, we take that out. We're not talking about sins. What's the tshuva about? The true Rosh Hashanah is not about our sins. There is a beautiful teaching in the Mithra Rebbe, we discussed a couple times. There's an apostolic in chapter 107 in Psalms. They were wayward from the path of iniquity and they fasted for their sins. Says the Rebbe, why does a person fast for his sins? Why is a person thinking that fasting is the answer? Because he doesn't know what the, triggered his mistakes. Because he doesn't know what triggered his mistakes, therefore what does he do? He says, oh, I must, have to hurt, must be about to hurt my body. But the Mithra Rebbe says, what's really the path of iniquity? The path of iniquity is, you didn't accept upon yourself the mitzvahs of Hashem deeply. Because you didn't accept upon yourself the, the yoke of Hashem deeply. And so that, that's the meaning of tshuva, or shoshana, is tshuva not about a specific thing, tshuva about relationship, about not fully, wholeheartedly accepting Hashem's king. That's the meaning of tshuva shoshana. And that's why this is very pertinent to what the discussion of carnating Hashem as a king. If you're turning to Hashem and saying you want him to be a king, one second, you want him to be a king? Is he your king? You're saying you want him to be a king. Did you follow what he asked you to do this year? So in order for our request of Hashem to mean something, so that's, the, that's why we bowl the shofar. That's the purpose of the, bl- of the blessing of shofar and the shofar itself. Shofar has also the meaning of teshuva because in order for our request of Hashem to be our king, to, to, to be... Thank you so much, Blake. Very, very appreciated. In order for our request of Hashem to mean something, to come from our core, our essence, that, we're, that, our, that, that we really mean it, we want Hashem to be our king. We have to do tshuva. Thank you. There's um, uh, this is expressed in the shofar. Why is it expressed in the shofar? Siddha says there are two kinds of feelings. There are feelings which are limited, and they and, and they are able to be expressed in words. And there are feelings which are more higher than words. And you can't, words are too um, bare, words are too poor to express these strong feelings. On Rosh Hashanah, when we're turning to Hashem to ask Him to be our King, the request is coming from a very deep place. And that's why there's no words that we're using. There's words we're using in the davening. But beyond the words in our davening, we turn to Hashem with a cry. We turn to Hashem with a cry of the shofar, the simple sound, the key of the shofar, is, represents a kol plima, an inner voice that cannot go into words. Kol plima de liyishtama, kol plima talks about the various um, sounds of the shofar, the tkiya, the shvarim, the truah. How each of these sounds is represents a deeper and deeper kind of um, heart cry to Hashem that, that you sincerely are asking Hashem to forgive you because you cast off his, his yoke, you didn't accept him as your king. And from now on, you're, pl- you're, you're pledging wholeheartedly to follow Hashem, that He will be your king. So because our request for Shoshana is coming from our essence, 
we are returning to him and we're accepting upon ourselves as our king. Therefore, it, it, that's the idea of the chauffeur. That's a, it's a heartfelt request. It's a question from your heart. That's why the impact of this also is also that it touches, so to speak, the heart of Hashem. And Hashem agrees to accept our, 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 um, our coronation. In the language of the, of the parable of Moshemtev says a parable of a king whose son left the palace for quite some time. He forgot the language of the king, but the language of the palace. And he shows up one day at the palace gate and says, I'm the prince. And everyone's like, how can you be the prince? You don't need to speak our language. So the prince climbs the palace walls and screams out, Father, Father, save me. Father, Father, help me. That's the cry of the chauffeur. A Jew may have forgotten the language of the king, maybe not in touch with what's really going on in the palace. But suddenly on Shoshana, a Jew feels, I want to go home. That's the feeling of Shoshana. I want to be home. I want Hashem to be my king. I want Hashem to be the king of the world. Hashem accept our request. And therefore, the actual Rebbe Hashab once said, the main thing is one of Shoshana, Rebbe Hashab said, it's not, the main thing is not the words of, of, this, of the son to his father. The king doesn't recognize the voice, the, the language his son is using. But he recognizes the cry of his child. So Shoshana, in a similar way, the main thing is not the words that we use. The main thing is the cry of the Shafer, the cry of the inner, the most part of the heart. That's, that's the theme of the, of, of the, of the blowing of the Shafer. It's beyond words, beyond, beyond what, what could be expressed, uh, are, are things that could be expressed in words. And because it's from this place, therefore it also causes Hashem to accept our request and to reign over the world. And as we say in our davening, not just he should be the king in a way that we can't see him, but that every creature should know that you formed the Yom That every creature should declare Hashem is the king, as it will be when Mashiach will come, that we'll see Hashem's sovereignty revealed in everything in the world, that everything in the world will openly and clearly uh, proclaim Hashem's sovereignty. So that's our real request. Not just that Hashem should read to be our king, but that sovereignty should be manifest in a way that the whole world could see it and feel it vividly as it will be, realized fully uh, with the Mashiach. And so certainly this um, Rosh Hashanah, before Rosh Hashanah already, that was said the Eden are already for sure in the book of Tzadikim and blessed the Chesilus and Teva, Shana Teva Musuka, Teva Nirva Nigla, and uh, the main request, Bias and Mashiach Parab Mamash. Can you give it two minutes summary of, yes. the, of today's? Yes, uh, what was... absolutely. What do we do today? This is what we do. First of all, we explain the meaning of Rosh Hashanah. It's about coronating Hashem as our king. And we explain that the reason for the, there's a need for a coronation is because there's a withdrawal of God's desire for creation. Every year, Hashem's desire for creation is just, just for one year. Every, unlike the first day of creation, where there, Hashem decided by Himself to be our king. Every year, it's the cardinal illumination. It's the remembrance of the first day. It's different. We have to do. We have, we have to elicit this... Um, this um, we have to cause Hashem through our request to be our king. And the first day of creation, Hashem decided by Himself, by picturing how the world would be with the with, with But every year, it's our actions and our request that causes the coronation. So in order for our request to mean something, it's, we have to be important to the king. But the question is, how are we important? We're just... Uh, we're, we're, we're the, all of creation is insignificant. There's no, it's not, Hashem is not the king yet. If Hashem was the king, so creation is important. He's the king of the world. But before he becomes the king, why is our request significant? And that's why we say the blessing of Zechreinus, blessing of remembrances, in that blessing we talk about the Kavan that God made with us. Because of the Kavan that God made with us, that we're one with him, that's why our request means something. And that's why it's so important for Shoshana to have unity 
and that we, why we read Parshat Sovim before Rosh Hashanah, because in Parshat Sovim we talk about the covenant we make with Hashem Rosh Hashanah as we're all together as one. What's a sign that we're connecting to our bond with Hashem, our oneness with Hashem? A, what's a litmus test to see that you're one with Hashem is your, your unity with others. Because our differences between each other is only, is only, is only because of our bodies, of our perspective, our appearance, and all, all things that go on in this physical world. But if we talk about the divine core of things, we're all one. So, so the brach of Zechreinus is to, is to re- remind Hashem, so to speak, of the covenant we made, and that's why our request means something. The question though is, how can our request mean something when throughout the year we, we, we made all these mistakes? So we're, so to speak, the ones who care so much Hashem to be our king, and Hashem is truth. Hashem knows truth. So how can our request mean something when he knows that I didn't do this, I didn't do that, and it shows I didn't really sincerely want to be my king. So that's the meaning of the shofar. Shofar, the essence of shofar is about teshuva, and it, what's, a for, what's a teshuva for? Not for the specific things. Teshuva on Hashanah is about the relationship with Hashem. That I want Hashem to be my king, and I, and I do teshuva for the lack in our relationship for me passing off his yoke, and wanting to be... Um, Wanting to be his, um, wanting to be his, his part of his people and to be his servant, to be his, um, his, his child. This is also another, just to end off, um, the, the parsha on Atman Sabim is actually a blessing of Hashem. Every month we say a blessing for the new month. Tishrei is the only month we don't say a blessing. So the Rebbe said that the Balshemtev and the Mag and the Alter Rebbe, they taught that the blessing of the month of Rosh Hashanah is the first verse of this week's Torah. God blesses this month, and the blessing of God is the first verse. What's the blessing of this first verse? You're standing today together before Hashem. The blessing is that on that day, on the day of Rosh Hashanah, you'll be standing, be victorious in judgment. Hashem blesses us to be victorious in judgment, and we stand together, and that's why um, we're able to bless all the month of the year. It's because the blessing of God in this week's Torah portion where Hashem blesses the month this year. They've actually mentioned that we should talk about how the the origin of the statement, in order to elicit the merit of these great tzaddikim when sharing this teaching. But the bottom line is, is that there's a bracha from Hashem. We don't have to worry about anything. On the contrary, you have to, we have to, we have to uh, only, as the Torah writes, the day before Shoshana, it's customary to wear white clothing. But we don't do this nowadays. But the, the, meaning, the meaning of wearing white clothing is, is, is to celebrate for sure that Hashem has given us a good year. So it's actually, it's actually um, the focus of this time is to have absolute confidence, 100% in the blessings of Hashem for all good things. And that confidence itself brings the blessings down. As, as Hashem says in the, in the Prophet, says, eat fatty foods, drink sweet things, because we express our Hashem how we're positive that Hashem uh, is giving us a good year. That's why the, there's, um, there's a tzaddik when he was a child. He uh, once asked his father for an apple and it was, it was dinner time. His father didn't give him the apple. The tzaddik was a very brilliant boy. So he uh, said, Baruch Shemachayim Be'epi'et, said a brach on the apple. So his father had no choice to give him the apple. In a similar way, the fact that we're so confident and, try, and leaning on Hashem, with absolute betachim, that we're standing together, that itself already... Uh, brings the brachas down for all good. Yes. Okay. Do you mind going over the three the three uh, the notes of the shofar? 
it's it's a different subject. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you.